You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of Christmas Eve, December 24, 2017, episode 61. From the City by the Sailor Sea, I am AJ Barsay. And from O Little Town of Bellingham, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, we're going to take a look back at some trends and ideas that shaped 2017. Buckle up, folks. It won't be that bad, but we'll have a good time. Merry Christmas to all and to all an awesome podcast. This is the Bellingham Podcast. You're in a festive cheer. Follow la la la, amigo. Uh, Merry Christmas in advance. Happy Hanukkah. And all that other good stuff. Um, so yes, let's get this rolling because we got a lot to talk about. We do. So in, in years past, uh, you may remember that the last episode of the year for our show, we typically do a ghost of Christmas uh, past, Christmas present, Christmas future. We kind of rewrote it a little bit for this year, but it is a two-parter, folks. So we're going to leave you on a cliffhanger and we will see you at the beginning of 2018 with the sequel of the show. That's right. And so we'll be talking about some ideas and some topics and uh, kind of let you get, take a week or so to or two to uh, ruminate about what how we'll finish this up. Yeah. And also, this is the last episode for the Bellingham Podcast for 2017. So if you're noticing in the feed uh, after this week that there, there is none, that that's fine. We'll be back the first weekend ish of 2018. That's right. And once again, um, thank you for all of y'all who are uh, downloading us and uh, adding us to your podcast app and rating us uh, on whatever podcast medium you are using. We do appreciate it. We love you. And we're glad you're along for the ride. Yeah. And we've every one of you. Thank you so much. Like we have our show has grown exponentially. I think I think I did the math and we're about three X from last year. That's pretty impressive. Uh, we're 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 in the, the five figures of downloads. We're doing great. And yeah. it's all because people like you are listening to our show. And, you know, we've gotten so much response back. Like, I want to give a couple of shout outs because there's so many of you, but but there are a few that religiously uh, give a shout outs or, or, or leave your mark. Uh, obviously, Danny, the Rising Sun Sailor. Who, hey, Danny. Um, uh, hey, Danny. <laughs> uh, you know, he, he's, a, he's always uh, in the community talking about us and talking to us. Uh, north of the border, uh, Daryl. I did an interview with him from the DGR earlier this year. The Gentleman's Ride. The Gentleman's Ride. Daryl from the Gentleman's Ride. Yes. That's right. Yes. Uh, thanks, guys up north. Uh, you guys are great. And also uh, our listeners in Japan. Like I showed you our stats and... We have we have quite a few. Uh, I'm guessing psychoholics. I'm it's, guessing it's a wonderful thing, and yeah. uh, thank you uh, again. And you know, it's great to have a conversation that usually doesn't involve a whole lot of vitriol. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> there is humor, and it's we we try to keep it a, a little bit uh, lighthearted. Yeah, and and accessible. Uh, but I think we got a couple things that are going to get on the serious side. Yeah, well, for this episode. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, also uh, Jen here in Bellingham. Thank you so much for listening. And everybody else in Bellingham and the joke that you and I have off the mic. We're also big in Sri Lanka. Yeah. Sri Lanka. Hello, Sri Lanka. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, but before we get to the serious topics, let's let's take a look at what we did. Uh, well, let's, let's start the show like we normally do. I took a look back in, instead of what's new. Uh, working on, I'm always coming up with something and, you know, rolling the dice, see what happens, what sticks and, and everything. Um, just enjoying uh, creating content as as it is. Thinking about uh, rejiggering uh, my online brand. Yeah. And we don't need to talk about that because there's plenty of podcasts for you to listen to how to um, optimize your and level social up. social marketing and branding experience. And push the needle on your <laughs> online brand, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, anyway, I took a look back at our 
uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there were a couple clips that I was really like our our proud moments. Yeah. And you know there were two that I was really proud of, and they happened fairly recently. Uh, got if you go to the show notes, got a couple links in there that uh, with the magic of YouTube links, you can click on Five Rules for Computer Techs and the Pacific Northwest <laughs> Sandlot and go straight to it. So you didn't have to like use the dial to try to figure yeah, yeah, out yeah, where yeah, is yeah. this. It goes straight to it. Uh, so I really uh, had a couple highlights that I was uh, proud of. Uh, and AJ, uh, you had a couple as well from the history standpoint. Yeah, no, I was I was really proud this year of the the story I did of the uh, Marine National History right when I got that Erica's original watch yes. strap. Uh, I just thought that one turned out sound it sounded good. My research was pretty good, and I got a lot of comment uh, from the watch community from that episode, which I thought was really cool. And then uh, the Eddie Bauer history bit. Um, just just again, I had some people comments like I did not know Puffy Jacket guy. Was Eddie Bauer? I just thought it was uh-huh. cool. It was just I, those two bits uh, was kind of my my highlight for this last year. Absolutely. So um, as far as you know wh- where we've been, that's a good place to, to yeah. start. Um, real quick, I want to do a little bit of uh, helpful tips. Yeah. Uh, as we are in the uh, season of frosty windshields and uh, cold weather mornings, to get to work. You got your morning commute, and I found a couple things that have helped me out, and I just want to share them with you because. I've had stress in, in firing up the car and scraping the windshield with you know with that. But there's a couple uh, secret weapons that I have in my auto trunk arsenal. Trunk tech. Trunk tech. Here we go. I don't have a theme for it. I'll come up with one later. But uh, anyway, uh, kids, if you go to your auto parts store, you're going to look for a yellow bottle. <laughs> so this yellow bottle is golden. There in a lot is. of ways. There it is. There it is. And it's a Prestone windshield de-icer. And you, for about five bucks, you get yourself like a, it, it looks like a Windex bottle, but it's yellow. And what you do is you spray it on your frosted up windshield and it magically, and I'm not, I, I don't own stock in this company and I'm not, <laughs> this is not an infomercial, but I giggle as I have my car starting up in the morning. I spray my windshields and I don't have to scrape. Yeah. I hit my windshield wipers once, foomp, foomp, and it's all taken care of and I'm off and rolling. If you, and for the side windows and other things like that, great. Uh, it, it's your driver's best friend for five bucks. Also, if you go on that wonderful website we talk about a lot. Or you could probably find it in some stores, maybe hardware sales or Jaegers around town. I haven't really checked uh, yeah. theirs, but um, there is a windshield cover that some of you know. Some of you may have windshield uh, covers to be able to block the snow and, and ice. But what I like about this one, and I have a link to the one I got from Amazon, and no, there's not an affiliate link because I don't give a rip about that. I want you to have fun and save some minutes during the day. It has magnets on it, so it'll it won't blow away. Uh, magnets on the top and bottom so that uh, above the windshield and below the windshield on the hood, it's fairly secure. And then to prevent people from kind of stealing it and taking off with it, there are additional extendo flaps that can go inside your car door. So not only are you magnetized and, and prepared, it's also inside your car door, about 23 bucks. This will save you a good 10 minutes in the morning. Hmm. And if I could save you 10 minutes in the morning, that almost turns into an hour a week that I could save you from the stress of having to scrape, 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 and having to you know do all that for your winter stuff. A little bit of trunk tech, Merry Christmas. So it's a tea cozy for your windshield. Uh, pretty much, yes. That's a great way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, that, that Prestone bottle, you, you, you left me a, a bottle last year when I was stuck. You dropped me off to yep. so I could get into my rig. 
And man, I, it was one of the coldest days that we had in Bellingham last year. And you're just like, here. And I'm like, dude, I don't like using this stuff. He goes, no, 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 it's not. Just try it. Just trust me. Keep it. Don't worry about it. And you're right. Like you squirt, squirt, squirt. You wait like maybe 30 seconds. Fump, fump. And you're on your road. Yep. I was impressed. And it's all about the fump, fump. Oh, the fump, fump. I'm <laughs> all, right. all about that fump, fump. Let's get to our main topic. So the main topic, again, this is the ghost of Christmas past, Christmas present, Christmas future, or as we like to do it this year, trends of 2017, past, current, and what we're keeping our eye on. Exactly. Now, at the top of this, it is hard to hit on some of these topics without... At least here in the United States, some of these topics may be politically fueled. However, we are not going to be talking about the politics around it. We don't care. Uh, we're just going to focus on the the core issues that underlie these topics. And you'll understand a little bit when we get into some of them, but it's just trends that we saw from 2017 that got politically charged. But we are not a news or political commentary show, nor do we uh, show, nor do we play one on podcast. But if we did, we could probably do it better we than that. We could probably them. do it better. <laughs> but uh, no, it's just uh, just full disclosure at the top of, uh, of the show. So starting it off uh, early in 2017, one of the things I saw, which we highlighted several times on the show the whole crowdsourcing thing just blew up again yeah, this year. This is a way for people to be able to, it's not just whatever big company is going to be pr providing a product for us to deal with. This is people actually having a say in what is being done. Right. And here's, here's the other thing that I noticed this year is with like, especially with Kickstarters, like we saw Peak Design, we saw... Uh, a handful of them where these are established brands, established companies that did get their start on Kickstarter, go back to Kickstarter to first offer their product at a discount, but also because that's where their community started and that's where they fostered. And I thought at first I thought it was a cheap shot. I'm not going to lie. Like originally, like really you're going back to Kickstarter because full disclosure, I'm a Patreon creator and I have an issue with like bigs using the platform for people to, to be the up-and-comers. They're taking the spotlight from the, uh, the independents. Right. But then my, 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 my ideology shifted a little bit for some of these companies because that is where, if it wasn't for that platform, they would not be where they're at. Mm -hmm. And it took me a little bit to shift my brain that way. Um, but it, I found it really cool. Like Peak Design went back and offered uh, a product that I have, which is their their Peak Capture Clip. Um, I think they're th it's the third generation one, which is like a thirty percent smaller, fifty percent he uh, heavier duty, whatever. Um, but they offered it as an early bird discount and stuff back to the community that got them where they're at, and I thought that was really cool. Uh, going into twenty eighteen, I think this is going to be a continuing trend, but also creators really found their stride in Patreon this year. Uh, Patreon has been as a, as a creator, like I've seen on the back side of, of the back end of it, so many more tools, analytics, understanding why people come in or come out of uh, patronage, um, are the fee ratings and stuff of like, for instance, as a creator, I get 95% of uh, all the, the stuff that I make on, on Patreon. And, you know, uh, Jack Conti, if you ever listen to our show, I think you're the goods. Uh, you know, you're, you're doing a fine job trying to get more creators, uh, the ability to monetize our art and not peddling it for ad revenue. And I, I, I appreciate that. And it's a hard, it's hard. Like, you know, it's, it's ebb and flow, just like any other, uh, artistry. Like sometimes I'll have, you know, uh, I'll have 15 patrons, some months I'll have seven, but it's just really cool to be able to say, Hey, if you like what you see, support me on Patreon. And people do. And whether it's a one-time flash in the pan or, you know, I have some patrons that have been there since day one, like yourself. Uh, you know, I, it's just, it's really, it's a really cool 
feeling as a creator to finally feel like one, there's people that support you, but two, believe in what you do as an artist. Absolutely. And from a customer standpoint, or, you know, I'm a customer of Patreon. I support a select few awesome uh, creators on Patreon. And, and something happened recently involving Patreon and how they handled payments, auto, auto payments where they, uh, they, set a, a news release and it got a little bit of uh, friction from the responders. But here's the thing. I received an email with a subject line that said, we screwed up. We're sorry. And blah, blah, blah. You know, signed Jack Conti. Signed from the, 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 the big CEO. kahuna. Yeah. And I, I want to give a, a tip of the hat to the, the man in charge, the man yeah. uh, or the person in charge yeah. for Voicing a, thank you for not talking to me like I know what business speak looks, uh, sounds like. Yeah. Talking to me like I'm a person, not Mm -hmm. like I'm five. But hey, we tried this out, didn't work, we hear you, we're going to retool things to try to, you know, and thank you for continuing to support your artists on Patreon. And I'm like, that will fuel me a lot more than a cookie cutter canned uh, antiseptic communique from some business that is completely five levels removed from its client base. Yeah. And I just wanted to at least mention that. Uh, Patreon is something we've talked about since episode one. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> I think that it's worth your time. In 2018, if you haven't, if you haven't understood fully what it's like to buy a, a, a something from Kickstarter or uh, one of these crowdfunding websites, it's not that bad. Uh, and to go on Patreon and see, oh, yeah, I've heard of that person. Well, it's like that Creedence Clearwater Revival song down on the corner. Bring a nickel, tap your feet. Right. Willie and the poor boys are playing down the street. I missed up the lyrics. But anyway, you get the point. Throw a couple bucks. Save your, you don't really need that $5 Frappa Mappa Lappuccino uh, at the coffee shop. Dedicate it to someone else, throw them uh, some cashola, and watch things prosper as a result. Yeah. And whether or not you get something in return, you're doing something good. Right. So that's my, uh, you know, that's my soapbox. Thanks very much. <laughs> I like that soapbox. Also in 2017, this is, I think, more of your bit. Athletes getting hit hard. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, you, you check any news uh, article and you'll see lots of... Um, the state of the professional sports is one where there's a whole lot of injuries going on right now. And in the current season of the professional sport that we're, uh, you know, during this recording, there's a lot of uh, hard hits. And I really, my heart goes out to these uh, professional athletes that are getting injured, uh, whether it's from a headshot uh, concussion or a tore up knee. Uh, I can speak from experience on that. That is, and and the turnaround time that professional athletes are expected to get back on the field is not. I would I would disagree with with that. But there's um, it's a billion dollar industry, right? And uh, it makes it makes me wonder with my attention that I'm don't uh, that I'm dedicating three hours of my life to observing an event in which I'm seeing four athletes, four people getting injured and being carted off the field or uh, going to a commercial break as they're lying there motionless on the field. I'm wondering when is it going to, when it will reach its uh, peak of concern in which society will be like, okay, this is, this is not good. Uh, This, this needs a change. And um, I I just, uh, I, I hope that it won't get to a place where some of these non 
top tier athletes are going to be suffering brain issues, are going to be suffering behavioral issues and other things, and also financial issues because they probably did not sock away some fundage and they are in a really rough shape. And um, I just hope that in 2018, at least if I can say it here, maybe there'll be some others that are in line with that, that they may be able to take a look at professional sports and around the water cooler, talk to those that align with certain professional sports teams to say, hey, you know, there, there are people behind uh, the uniforms. Yeah. So. And, there, and there's a lot of other th- trends that came out of athletics this last year. But again, they're politically fueled kind of assuaging that. But yeah, when you get down to it, athletes are people. Uh, for all of the the hits and the 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 pay issues that we're seeing. And the bravado. And the and bravado the, yeah. and the pompousness. Here's the other thing is, is I'm, I'm hoping going forward that the athletic side of things, the business side of athletics, kind of gets an even more even playing field, if I can say that. Because yeah. not all players... In certain um, games uh, of, of, of like whether football, American football or international football or whatever, like different leagues get paid different things. And there are leagues like um, there are football leagues where there is some awesome football American style being played. And those players are not getting paid. Nope. You know, and I just I find that I don't know. Um, doesn't sit well with me. Hopefully in 2018, it, it, this is what we talk about all the time, take a look and examine and reevaluate and reassess what you are dedicating your time to. Yes, Sunday afternoons and sometimes Thursday evenings and sometimes Monday nights can be dedicated must-see TV. You're spending three hours in front of the television watching the same commercials over and over again. What are you and, supporting? And, you're, and what, what is your time going to? What yeah. are you dedicating this portion of your life to? Yes, it's entertainment. Yes, it's enjoyment. And yes, it's a social experience. Hopefully, you're not eating too much crap food. <laughs> That's uh, another bit. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk about that one later. But um, you know, there's when it comes to professional sports, yeah, up here in Bellingham, we don't. We have a couple semi-pro teams yeah. around, and they're... That's what I was thinking. Like, everybody enjoys the Bells yep. here locally. Yep. Like, whether you're a baseball fan or not, you spend the, what, 10 bucks for a ticket or whatever. If that. Yeah, and and it's just fun. And you know those players. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they get a stipend. You know, like... Uh, they the, Well, the, you, a lot of them are college-age uh, young men that are staying with families up here in Bellingham while they are playing their games. Yeah. And it's a community kind of thing. Um. <clears throat> The local sports around here for the Bellingham uh, Bells and others that we we might have, uh, whether it be hockey or perhaps basketball or other types of sports, maybe the football uh, semi-pro league that we have going on, uh, that is where you can take your cashola, and it's a fairly economical way of having a family outing. Right. And uh, going to see some college-level soccer college level basketball you know the university here in bellingham has some national champions folks not sure if you're aware of that yeah. uh there's been some uh titles in ncaa division two what a great way to not watch it on <coughs> not to watch it on tv but to watch it live to also support your local community and there are you'll see them in the grocery yeah. store uh <laughs> you'll see them around town what a great way to reconfigure how you would be able to enjoy your sports entertainment in 2018 yeah and uh, yeah, I, 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 when you put that bit in, it made me really think, Chris, because, you know, having a little one like, you know, watching American football on TV and thinking like, you know, do I want my son to like 
aspire to be that. And that's a, I, I don't know. It just it doesn't sit well one. with me. It's a tough you one. Know? And in, we get it. If you know, there's the, there are those that are grooming their kids to be, uh, professional athletes. And I think that's great. You go yeah. for it and, uh, you go for it, but, uh, we got to be aware of where things are headed as far as pro- how professional athletes are treated uh, and how the how the bosses may not be taking care of uh, the work or the the, 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 the medical yeah. uh, situation. So moving on, moving on uh, the, f- the beginning of 2017, everybody was all a buzz of this. I mean, this is something that's that has been for the last probably five years. Fast food versus eating at home. Uh, fast food versus slow food is commonly where it's referred to um, if you're in the agricology uh, ecosystem. But this year we saw Blue Apron, a darling yes. of the tech sphere, you know, do an initial public offering and then immediately had a, it was up and down. And if you're not familiar with Blue Apron or these type of services, basically they have pre-portioned ingredients that you basically have a subscription to. They send you the ingredients and voila, you have good, clean, fresh food that you make at home. Cook it up. Cook it up. Uh, Shake and bake. That's right. Uh, But what's interesting is, is out of this, we also saw a lot of Me Too's. This was Mm -hmm. the year of the Me Too. Uh, We had Fred Meyer click list. We had Uber Eats. Um, and these are a little bit different because basically you order food. So like in the case of Fred Meyer, like you use their app and basically they put your groceries together, you pay online and then you swing in and somebody comes out and brings out your groceries. Um, Uber eats is a little bit different where basically you're calling into, you're using Uber eats for them for, to send a driver to pick up your food here locally. We have, a uh, a, a, a company that does that already locally called Viking foods. Yes. I've used them. Love them. Uh, I think you're the goods. You've saved my bacon many a times as a new parent. <laughs> just saying. Yes. Um, but I just, I don't know. Like this is a trend where uh, I see the convenience of it and you do, there's a little bit of a fee to have that convenience. Mm-hmm. And like I said, as a new parent, when you have, you know, you're, you're away from work and you're taking care of your little one and your, your wife or, or spouse, you know, they were a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. I mean, Viking foods, I called them, they deliver boomers or whatever I needed. It was great. But on the flip side of this, do I really need to do all of my grocery shopping on... I don't know. Where do you sit on this, Chris? Like, do you do you use Amazon Fresh or anything like that? Like, I... There are services out there that uh, are geared towards convenience and to have the opportunity cost of not having to go through an hour in the grocery store and get cart rage with so many people, you know, trying to find and discern the decision fatigue that you see with what jar of peanut butter should I get? Uh, my wife and I have made the decision that we're, we shop, uh, he, here in Bellingham and we are manual shoppers, if you will. And, uh, because, you know, I think we're still in the mindset that we want to get eyes on the produce that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. We're eyes on as far as comparison pricing. Uh, price comparisons. And <clears throat> while Blue Apron has uh, a great business model and uh, Amazon Fresh is, you know, how they purchased Whole Foods uh, this year as well, uh, just there, there's more emphasis in getting into the food market and what you're stuffing in your mouth. I think we're, speaking for myself and for my uh, family, we're trying to uh, be frugal uh, to make our dollar push farther and we're looking for the deals yeah. uh, and, and Coupons. That, 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 well, that too. Uh, but also just be really mindful. You know, my wife, God bless her. She, she plans out meals ahead of time in the week. And so therefore our shopping list includes the ingredients that will go into Tuesday night's meal, Thursday's lunch, whatever have you. And uh, it, it's, it's a dedicated time. And we 
don't have time in this society. Or maybe we need to take a step back. What are we spending our time on? I was just going to go there, Chris. Yeah, I know. I hear you. I'm, I'm watching your facial expressions now. <laughs> but uh, at least, you know, you asked me the question. I haven't kicked in the Blue Apron because I'm not a fan of monthly fees for that. Yeah. Uh, when we have this alternative uh, available in town that we can bring our uh, recyclable bags yeah. to load stuff in, and we have a week's worth of shopping that we do. Uh, I will t- I will say this: if you are really strapped for time and you are a hard worker and you have a toddler that is occupying a whole lot of time, the convenience of yeah. having your food delivered to you in your car. Oh, when you budget fifteen minutes and you can do this online during a break, that's pretty convenient, and I'm all for that. If you are having a tough time with you know. Uh, managing time and getting that time to be able to wander up and down the aisles. Yeah, <clears throat> My family is not in that situation, but I know that there are those that would love that opportunity. Fred Meyer's got your hookup. Right. Uh, if you really don't have the time or just don't feel like it, and I know I'm with you after a day, you are mentally exhausted. You're physically exhausted from pulling that eight hour shift. You don't want to have to prepare 40, 45 minutes of food. Okay, Uber Eats, Viking food, mm-hmm. uh, Viking delivery, Viking food. Viking well, foods. Viking foods. They got your hookup. Uh, it's a great way to have someone help out with your dinner meal plans. Yeah. And I just, uh, the other thing that we saw in this year is you already hit it Amazon buying uh, Whole Foods. So, I, I mean, if Amazon's getting into this, we can see that this is going to be a trend coming up mm-hmm. uh, where there's going to be this. Uh, I hate to use this as a verb, but the Amazonification of the grocery store. Yeah. You know, they, they, I believe in Seattle, they had a test, I guess, Gunk Works uh, grocery store this year, where basically you already pay for everything online and you walk in, grab the stuff that you want and walk out mm-hmm. or that you already paid for. Um, I kind of like that idea as opposed to like the whole, like everybody else puts it in the bag for you, short of, again, new parent or whatever the case may be, dis- disabilities, like you can't get out. Like there, I see a lot of avenues where this does fit in outside of like the whole lazy factor, like, uh, I just don't want to do it. But the other part of this that um, I want to put into the show is something that I've seen in recent years is people are, and my, I admit uh, my wife is a listener of the show, so she's going to know this is, ah, this is me. Uh, this is my wife talking. People are so far removed of where food comes from. Yeah. And that's where I'm concerned about this tech trend. Um, people don't know where their meat comes from or how meat is processed, butchered, uh, the ethics around that, all that other jazz. Uh, you're welcome, honey. But again, it, uh, I don't want us to be, I don't want this to be another step of us being removed of how food is, uh, from farm to market produced. And then another step removed where we just have to follow a recipe. Like there's something to be said of being able to smell something or taste something and go, Hmm, that needs more paprika. Mm-hmm. You know, you, it's kind of a cooking culinary stuff is kind of a lost art uh, or it's becoming a lost art. And I'm hoping this doesn't, this only having prefab stuff, uh, pre-portion stuff just awakens more youths to cooking, not, brainlessly just, oh, I'll just follow this as a robot. And for one month, my wife and I uh, both went through a meal, alternative meal plan called Whole30. It's a, it was a diet that blah, blah, blah. Go ahead and check a previous episode. You know, (laughs) we didn't have a link for that one. Yeah. Uh, And so, but here's the thing. My takeaway from that is I lost weight. Mm -hmm. Uh, We spent just about as much money because we're not eating out. That money eating out was spent in the grocery store for the stuff. But the amount of time it took to prepare meals ahead of time 
So you don't have to revert to uh, the, alt- the other non-Whole30 uh, meals. That took a lot of time. And I think we're, we're dancing around this issue, and we could talk about this later on, that time is, one, our enemy. Two, it's, a, it's the most valuable commodity we have, yeah. let alone uh, other than air uh, and water. But uh, how we are spending our time needs to get reconfigured, right. re- reevaluated in 2018 because we're spiraling into this uh, orbit that is removing us from being able to do what is good for ourselves. Yeah. And either we're following along what others are doing and, and marching in the parade, but we're sacrificing parts of our lives. Well, and money too. I yeah. mean, uh, I mean, myself included. Uh, I, I did a, a kitchen remodel. I like to cook, Chris. I'm half Italian. Yes. Okay, much like yourself. Yes. Like, I love being in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I know so many people that remodel their house, remodel their kitchens, but they don't cook. It's just a Pinterest pin that they're living through. Yeah. And I'm like... If you, okay, you have this beautiful butcher block that you've never butchered on. I just, again, uh, we should appreciate how food is made, where it comes from, and what we're putting into ourselves. That's how I'm going to end that. Can I, can I, can I at least put a postscript? <laughs> sure. Pull a pin on a conversational grenade. <laughs> hey, folks, check out your monthly uh, debit card uh, spending for one month. Let's just say the month of December. Add up how much you spent eating out and use that in proportion. How much of your paycheck went to eating out? Now it's a social activity. It's entertainment. If you're single, you got to do this as part of the courtship period of (laughs) of relationships. Got it. If you're with families and in your friends, this is part of your social activity. Crunch the numbers, see how much you're spending per month. And what if you were to take that and just downshift one time less a week, I'm going to, prepare something at home, even if it's throw, you throw something in a skillet. Uh, the financial part may awaken you a little bit. And I had a bit of an awakening as well because, you know, my family's not uh, above the, above the uh, standard. That's right. No, yeah. we, we uh, dedicated a portion of our monthly budget to that eating out. In 2018, maybe not just slow food, but also taking time to think of what is important. How can we ratchet down a little bit? Well, Yeah. And also as a family cook like that, that historically and anthropologically speaking, like we should be gathering around the table. Uh, no, let me rephrase that. We in American culture typically gravitate around the table around holidays. We need to gravitate around the kitchen, uh, and have it be an all family thing that way more, I don't know, more generations understand where their food is coming from. And again, uh, I'm getting on my soapbox for my wife because, she is a big food nut. There you go. Okay. So uh, let's shift gears a little bit. Lifestyle brands. Yes. <laughs> we don't just make products anymore. We make a lifestyle. Of course, <laughs> because that's how you gain someone to come back and buy stuff from you. Right. It's, it's not about... And that is where we're going to leave you here on the Bellingham Podcast in 2017. Be sure you tune into the conclusion because you don't want to miss things like one of the things as technologists, and I'm, I'm doing, I'm putting my objective hat on here as a technologist. We hear this all the time where social media drains me or uh, I have to just get off of Facebook for a while. Matter of fact, and when we rejoin you in 2018, you'll hear a little bit more on the topic of. I did an experiment. I wanted to see what the process was because you know in most cases I'll go first I'll take the bullet so I can tell you about it well I invested a little bit of money in cryptocurrency and I started to get really 
So as we're closing out 2017, we want to thank you for rating us and listening to us and downloading us off your favorite podcast app, whether it's um, the Apple Podcast app, the Google Play Store, um, checking us out on SoundCloud.com or Spreaker.com. Or Chris's favorite, TuneIn. <laughs> That's, right. That's right, AJ, TuneIn.com. Uh, so uh, happy new year coming up in 2018, and we will see you next time on the Bellingham Podcast.